Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. Hey, I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and maybe beyond. Steve, we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. The last would you time, like to introduce her? I would. And the last time we were together, we were talking about Sharknado over on 902 and Here We Go, because it's my 902 and Here We Go co-host, Kendra Mickles. Kendra, welcome. Happy to be here. Are you? Because this episode... Man, I, love, you. I love the Ewoks, so... This, this episode was a I'm happy that you're doozy. here. This is fun. I don't know. This was... <laughs> <laughs> it was the one and only episode I've ever watched, so I don't, I can't compare it to anything else. Well, I know. I mean, we're, we'll have to ask you at the end, like on a scale of one to Sharknado, how sharky was this episode? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Kendra, the reason why we wanted to have you on this episode is because it's music themed. Little Latara just wants to play yeah. her music, and for as long as I've known Kendra, yep. she's been musical, singing in the college choir, it's being true. a music teacher. <laughs> I once directed Kendra in an obscure Rodgers and Hammerstein musical called Allegro. It's in yeah, her blood. That's true. It's in her blood. <laughs> yeah. Steve. Yeah. My character yeah. was nobody and mm-hmm. had a really big solo. An amazing song. The, the only... character's there for that mm-hmm. one scene and never ever returns. <laughs> yeah. So it was weird. <laughs> the only famous song from Allegro, I think that was. So Yeah. Not even a main character. <laughs> and Steve, of course. I mean, first of all, you wrote the theme song to this Andorian life, so hats off right there. But I mean, I've always uh, known yeah, there we you go. Yeah. as a musical person as well. I still remember in college, I did not know you were musical. And we went to some play or something and we're sitting in the audience and I'm like, is Steve playing the cello right now? <laughs> so, you know. I probably told you guys, yeah, I'm gonna go do something. Yeah. And you're like, and you're just like, yeah, we gotta do something too. And mm-hmm. you never thought that I was gonna be in the same so, place. So we're just sitting in the auditorium, and there's Steve in a tuxedo playing the cello. <laughs> so, you know, sounds like Nick's a bad friend because he didn't know that Maybe. you were well, a cellist. I, I, kept, I kept those things secret in college. <laughs> yeah. You know, plus chopping wood in my dorm room, sort of brought people down a different path a of what of, uh, they thought I did with yeah, my time. A lot of misleading there. But anyway, uh, I don't appreciate yeah. you calling me a bad friend, Kendra. I think that's that was inappropriate. <laughs> all, all in good fun. Impolite. You're not but... a bad friend. Okay. All right. Boy. <laughs> Woo. All right, Steve, tell us what we're doing today. Yeah. So today we are deep diving into season one, episode five of the Ewoks cartoon, The Traveling Jindas. This episode originally aired on television October 5th, 1985. You know, it's hard to believe we're only on episode five I, you know uh, of, the, was, of the TV show. <laughs> I was thinking that too. So, Kendra, this episode predates your very existence by several years. It does. I was not even a thought, not even a thought. at that point. <laughs> wow. Wow. So there was once a world that did have the Traveling Jindas but did not have Kendra Mickles. Yeah. That's, that's not strange, a place, but true. Not a place I want to be. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I was about to say, if we, only we could go back to that. Oh, yeah. I guess she deserves it for that bad friend crack. All right. Let me tell you a little bit. I know. about. Oh man. Episodes. Shots fired. Yeah. So this episode was compiled along with three others, as was the previous episode in a DVD set called the tales from the Endor woods on VHS. It was, 
released as Ewoks 2, the Guppins and the Jindas, and they were, these were kind of woven together to seem like they were Ewok movies, when in fact they were just nonsensical cartoons about space babysitters. This episode was written by Bob Carew, who wrote the last episode that we watched, but he mm -hmm. also wrote the film Caravan of Courage. So he's back for more Ewoks. And this could not be more different from Caravan of Courage or from the yeah. whole of the Star Wars universe, I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are starting to get a little way, a little ways away from Star Wars, yes, aren't we? Yes, we sure are. You I know? mean, Kendra, so if, if you haven't been watching along with the Ewoks and you said this was your first episode, it was like the first three of the series were still kind of goofy, but were more serious. They were written by Paul Dini of, you know, Batman the Animated Series fame and all that. Mm -hmm. They established that there's a big evil witch who has it out for the Ewoks. And then episode four comes along and they're like, we don't want to do that anymore. Now we're just, <laughs> now it's just goofy shenanigans. So Goof time. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, written by Bob Carew, directed by Ken Stevenson and Raymond DeFelice. I thought for our featured cast member today, our Ewok of the Week, I would talk about Tabora Johnson, who plays Latara. Yeah. So she plays Latara in however many episodes Latara appears in this series. And then she'd go on to do voice work in the Star Wars Droids series as well. Kendra, have you ever mm -hmm. seen Droids? You know, I have because my cousin Christian had yeah. it. Okay. And we, so I remember like random scenes yeah. from it. I, I think we recently watched it again and it was like, oh my goodness, like this was buried in my brain somewhere yeah. that I have seen this. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I think deep dark place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the droids, it, it, like it still feels a little Star Warsy, whereas this feels yeah. much more like an 80s cartoon than yeah than a star wars cartoon but anyway mm -hmm. uh tabora johnson plays latara here she did voice work in droids uh as well as the show babar did you guys ever watch babar i did i did oh I was huge into is babar. babar the elephant yeah, is the elephant yep. in the uh yeah in the green suit yeah <clears throat> yeah so she did voice work in that she did voice work in the busy world of richard scary oh. in live action she was in shows like the big comfy couch uh, she did some Kim's Convenience, which Kendra and I are big into. What about you, Steve? Have yes. You seen, have you seen Kim's Convenience? Negative. It's on Netflix. Who is she bro. in Kim's Convenience? Oh, she was a one-off character. Oh, but okay. I thought it was oh. noting since we share yes. a love for that show. She was also, Kendra, and this one's for you, she was in the series Private Eyes, a show that stars 90210's Jason Priestley. Oh, is that his current show? His current show. Yeah. Oh, I keep oh, no seeing way. it post about it, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this looks good. How can I watch this? We have it's a connection. Good. Yeah, it's a Canadian show, live <laughs> action, uh, and it's based on a book series. And I saw several huh. episodes of the first season, uh, but I I haven't uh, read the books or anything like that. So anyway, hmm. that's Tabora Johnson right. for you, who is featured cool. heavily here as Latara, who just wants to play her flute. You guys, yeah, just let her play. Yeah, yeah. Just play the for real. I mean, Steve can play the cello without telling anyone. Why can't she play the flute? Okay. Well, Kendra, this is the portion of our show where Steve leaves no stone unturned in explaining this cartoon episode. Steve's synopsis of these episodes run about as long as the episode itself. So This one's longer, too. Oh, my gosh. I was writing it and I was like, oh crap, I'm yeah. like a page and a half in and I've only gotten through seven minutes of the show and it's like I need to start yeah. condensing. Apparently you need to just write a novel because you seem to try to do that every week with this show. But but anyway, without further ado, please reach Steve, out. take us in, the Traveling Jindas. 
Yes, the uber-detailed plot of Season 1, Episode 5, The Traveling Jindas. This episode opens to a beautiful day high up in the Ewok village. Latara is playing her flute to a crowd of woodland creatures. Her father, Lumat, comes from behind the hut and tells Latara to stop playing and finish her chores. Later, while scrubbing the floor, Latara is interrupted by her friends Wicket, Nisa, Tebow, and Weechi peering in through a window. They tempt her to come look at Paplu's new raft with them. Latara is sad because she knows she has to clean the whole hut. Weechi jokes and says she can work on his hut next. Before the group can leave, Latara rem remembers she made up a new song and attempts to play it for the group. Not interested, the group makes excuses in order to avoid having to hear it. Obviously miffed, Latara exclaims, Forget about them! knowing that she and her flute sound really good together. She even goes as far as to claim one day they will beg her to play. She begins to play on her own, but her mother, Zifi, interrupts her, reminding her to get back to work. She also tells Latara she's going to run errands and needs to watch her little brother and sister, Wiley, and Nippet while she's out. The two little ones come running into the room, creating a ruckus, and accidentally spill Latara's wash bucket all over her. Latara is furious. Latara's screams of anger fade out as similar screams fade in at the Duloc encampment. Ugh. The Duloc chieftain's wife is overrun with her children as she attempts to complete chores around the house while the chieftain himself, Gorniche, lounges on a chair. She screams about needing a babysitter. The chieftain agrees and tasks his minions to go find one. But not just any babysitter... The chieftain instructs them to go to the Ewok village and find one there. <laughs> Back in the forest, Latara and her little brother and sister are making their way to find more water for their wash bucket. The two Duloc minions tasked with finding a babysitter spot them from behind nearby bushes. They attempt to sneak up on Latara and the walklings, but are interrupted by a giant creature. The Dulocs foolishly run into a hole in a tree where they are attacked by the tree's current owner. A vicious predator. The large creature that interrupted the Dulocs is carrying a small structure on its back and is followed by a large parade-like procession of other creatures. A smaller creature standing on that structure exclaims, Oh, Agenda's life is fun and games! And the large procession exclaims, Because work and play are just the same! Make way for the traveling Jindas, the leader shouts as they head into the Ewok village. The Jindas are the greatest group of entertainers on Endor. The traveling Jindas are here. Chief Chirpa asks who they are and what are they doing. I guess they aren't that renowned. The leader of the Jindas introduces himself as the Great Bondo. He introduces the rest of his group as the Traveling Jindas, famous performers that travel from village to village to entertain them. They only ask for hospitality in return. Aunt Bozzy is unconvinced by the group, believing they are just freeloaders. Latara convinces Chief Chirpa to allow the group of performers to stay at the village for one night. That night, the Traveling Jindas put on a show for the Ewok tribe. Chitor and his ferocious beasts which really look like ferrets, make the walklings laugh. The amazing Trebla performs levitating magic tricks in the tribe oohs and ahs. The beautiful Jinda dancers end the show with their jingling belly dancing. 
with the show over, the great Bondo announces they accept tips in any form as the stage curtain falls on his head. The Ewoks roll with laughter. Princess Nisa joyfully expresses to Latara how great the show was, but she is nowhere to be found. Latara snuck up behind the stage and seeing the performers exclaims to herself that if no one at the village appreciates her music, maybe she should go someplace where they need a performer like her, referring to the Traveling Jindas. The next morning, Chief Chirpa thanks the Traveling Jindas on behalf of the Ewok village for a magnificent show. Bondo brags, expecting that kind of thanks. He happily laughs, claiming everyone loves the Jindas. Even the Jindas love the Jindas. Latara, hiding herself inside one of the Jindas' mounted creatures, says goodbye to her friends as she intends to sharpen her flute skills for a while and then eventually come back to the village. Her friends promise not to tell anyone she is leaving. The two Dulocs from earlier are still lurking outside the village. They see Latara and are bent on following her. As the traveling Jindas ride off, Chirpa tells Logre he's never seen anything like the Jindas before. Logre responds, telling him they likely won't ever see them again because the Jindas are famous for getting lost, and once they leave a place, they will never return again. While traveling with the Jindas, Latara is given the task of cleaning the performer's clothes. She is encouraged by Bondo, Bondo who says work and play are just the same. Latara finishes his sentence, then sadly states she did less work than this at home. Back at the village, it is discovered that Latara is gone. Logre exclaims the situation is very serious. Logre fears the aimless wandering Jindas will lead Latara right into the hands of the Night Spirit. Wicket and Weechi agree they must go after her. Before leaving, Logre gifts the group a magical seed. They are not to get the seed wet until they absolutely need it, specifically to escape. Back inside the Jinda mobile hut, Bondo tells Latara she will get a chance to perform tonight. Bondo opens his hut door and sees... Tree goats? Blase sleeping tree goats? The Jindas attempt to perform for the goats, but they are uninterested. Latara also finds out she won't be playing her flute, but will perform as Trebla's assistant. She protests, but Bondo tells her this is showbiz. She takes her place on stage and is lifted into the air by a rope as Trebla pretends he's causing her to levitate. The Dulocs from earlier are now disguised as tree goats in order to sneak up on Latara. Before they can reach her, a blase tree goat nips at one of the Latara's at one of Latara's ropes and breaks it, causing her to swing into the same branch the Dulocs are hanging from. With Latara's added weight, the branch sags to the ground. Now, on the ground, Latara lets go of the branch and the two Dulocs are catapulted into the air and land inside an Endor dinosaur nest. The flying Dulocs made so much noise they scare off the tree goats, and Bondo fails at convincing the goats to come down so they can finish their performance. It looks like there will be no tips tonight. Meanwhile, Wicket and the gang are hot on the Jinda trail. In the morning, Latara begs Bondo to bring her home, but he admits he can't because they are, they are lost and have no idea where they are. Latara is very distraught. Bondo tries to comfort her, telling her, in time, she will learn to love the Jinda way. 
Wicked and the gang find it easy to track the Jindas until they have to cross a river using a rope bridge that the traveling Jindas damaged with their large hut-toting creatures. They almost get the seed wet crossing the broken bridge and all agree they hope they never have to find out what happens if the seed gets wet. Latara steals away from the Jinda camp to cry about the possibility of never seeing home again. The two Dulocs who have been following her are finally able to capture her. By this time, Wicket, Weechi, Nisa, and Tebow have caught up to the traveling Jindas. They overhear the Dulocs taking Latara away as their prisoner. Unsure if there are more Dulocs in the area, Wicket thinks of an idea to bring the chin- traveling Jindas right into the Duloc camp. The great Bondo is a bit worried as he has heard the Dulocs are a pretty rough crowd. Wicked assures him that their disguises should fool them. At the Duloc camp, the king, King Gorniche, declares his love of torturing Ewoks by making Latara babysit his brats. The brats rush in and tussle with Latara. Her torture is most exquisite. Ha ha ha. That's what they say. Mm Mm-hmm. King Gornish and his wife begin to leave their hut, but are startled to see that the traveling Jindas have arrived at their camp. The king's wife is ecstatic to hear they will put on a show and convinces Gornishi to let them stay the night. <laughs> that night, the Jindas put on a show despite the Dulocs constantly throwing rotten fruit into the stage. The Dulocs ruin Chitaur's show when his ferocious beasts have to scare a Duloc off the stage. I guess they are ferocious after all. The Duloc crowd gets a bit too excited when the beautiful Jinda dancers get on stage and even they quickly run off. Treblum the Magician is next and is part of Wicket's plan. Bondo needs a volunteer from the crowd and elects Latara to assist Trebla perform his illusion. Latara quickly whispers to Trebla that he needs to help her get out but then sees her Ewok friends above her, ready to make her levitate. Unfortunately, the magic trick comes to an abrupt end because the ropes get stuck. The crowd begins to become restless, and Bondo begs Latara to play them a song with her flute. The Dulocs do not approve, but Gornisha's wife cannot hear the song, so she screams at everyone to be quiet. While Latara plays, Ouija falls through the stage roof by accident, causing the whole gang to come crashing down. Disguises now off, the Dulocs are outraged by the intruding Ewoks. The Dulocs begin to chase the Ewoks while the traveling Jindas quickly begin to pack up. The Jindas help stave off the Dulocs so that the Ewoks can escape into the swamp. Trudging through the muck, Princess Nisa gets stuck in the deep swamp. Before all is lost, Wicket remembers the magic seed and throws it into the swamp right at the incoming Dulocs. The seed grows into a wild vine that entraps all the Dulocs. Enraged, the Dulocs once again exclaim, They have been tricked! Finally free, the Ewoks set off to find the Jindas. That night, over a campfire, Bondo sighs sadly because they've endured two nights with no tips. Bondo thinks Ewoks are bad for Jinda business, but Wicket corrects him, saying Dulocs are bad for Jinda business. Either way, Latara is glad her Ewok friends showed up. Despite missing the traveling Jindas and Jinda life, Latara agrees she would rather be an Ewok. Bondo reminds her that it's glamorous being a star, but it also takes hard work. 
The group wonders if the Jindas will ever return to the Ewok village, and Bondo agrees it's possible, but he's not even sure, and neither are the Jindas. Roll credits. And we're back. <laughs> you guys, I saw one of you get up and go get coffee and stuff. Yeah, I went and did my laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't remember where the seed comes from. Like, Nisa has the seed necklace. Is that established yeah. in the episode, or she just has it and doesn't know what it does? No, she no, got it right before it from... they left. Yeah, yeah. Logre. I don't know like, who they got Logre it from, but. They got it from Logre. Yeah, it was kind of like, they were like, all right, we're going to go. And he's like, oh, but wait, take the seed and don't get it wet or else hmm. you don't want to know. I'm not going to tell you what it does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it seems like maybe just uh, maybe just tell her. You know, I got a fun fact for you here. Uh, right yeah. now, you know, the whole like new Disney Star Wars era, the publishing of Star Wars books is doing a thing called the High Republic and it's set like way in the past Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a turd, if you want my honest opinion of it. I've read a couple of the books and I don't like them at all. But but in the High Republic book Star Wars: The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, there is a little reference to this episode, or at least the Jindas. They're looking at like what's coming through, and they're like, "Oh, it's a oh. it's a band of traveling Jinda dancers," which is just a shout out to this episode, which is random. But there you go. Yeah. There's a, fa- a fan, I guess. Never, <laughs> it's a fan uh, of the show. Never far from our hearts. Steve, did you notice that they, they're they using Yubnub differently now? I mean... You know, I made a note about okay. it, and I was yeah. going to ask you how they normally use it, because it seems like they just, they're just they using it as like an insult. The two... Yeah. Like, like Latara's dad says it early on. She yep, he says he it. And then later when they're on the bridge, one of them is like, Yubnub. And it seemed like both time they used it in this episode, they were kind of saying like, "Would you hurry up or get yeah. to it?" You know, I was wondering like, if it's like a catch-all kind of phrase I don't for think, the Ewoks. No, I don't think it's like their version of Smurf. You know, like on Smurfs, they'll be like, "You Smurfing Smurf, I'll Smurf your." Yeah. You know, <laughs> but here, it's Ben just kind of like a woohoo, hooray. Yub nub. Yeah, yub nub. <laughs> and then he's time, and then the father's like yub nub. Yeah, there was yeah. Like, Whoa, definitely okay, a negative right. connotation to the way yub nub yeah. is used here. And frankly, I take issue with it. <laughs> well, maybe it's just oh, different I, when you're it an adult. Stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I started rolling my eyes as soon as we cut to the Dulocs and like all the babies sitting and everything. I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this in my. We've life. already done the babysitting. <laughs> That is was... a Duloc. Okay. <laughs> it looks like a Dr. So, uh, Seuss character. That's, yes, yeah. exactly. That's what we've said. Yep. They, they look like the Grinch. Um, yeah. The Grinch, yep. So the way it was sort of originally set up was that Morag was the evil witch who was the heavy, who was the big bad. And then you had mm-hmm. the Dulocs who were villainous, but in a more like bumbling kind of way. So if you want the bad guys to look stupid, you throw a Duloc in there and he looks stupid. If you want her to be yep. serious and scary, you use Morag. But we've seemed to be pivoting away from Morag and like going all in on the Dulocs, which I'm not about. Yeah. <laughs> Duloc is the name of the town in Shrek. Uh, oh. So that's all I was thinking of. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, they sing the, the welcome perfect to place. Duloc, such a perfect <laughs> So that's what I thought of huh. the whole episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I mean, they're also green. And that song stuck in my head now, and now it's stuck in yours. They're so. green, if that helps. If that helps. All yeah. Right, well, mm-hmm. I guess, Kendra, I'm most interested in hearing from you. As somebody who likes the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, what did mm. you think of the Ewoks? My favorite Star Wars movie. Today. We should establish that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it just seemed like they were trying to do, like, Smurfs or, yeah. 
I assume gummy bears or something like that, but this plot didn't do anything for me. No. <laughs> it didn't make no. me want to yeah. watch another episode. I thought it was really strange them like dressing up, like when they're dressing up in stage costumes and stuff. That was just so far from Ewokiness, yeah. even within the series. Like even within the series, I thought that was strange. This could have so. been Care Bears, for you know, like it, it just could have been an episode of Care Bears. Yeah. Uh, I gotta be honest, that's you know, there was. You really... watch a lot of Care Bears, Steve. He does actually. We've actually, established I do. That. <laughs> really? In Kids, the past yeah. episode, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Okay. okay all right. Let's not pretend that it's <laughs> all right, just all right, because lowercase, of your case. L on love. All right. Okay. You're a liar. So, but <laughs> you love the Care Bears, stupid liar. Dude, Grumpy Bear is my spirit animal. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yes. So, all right. So we can just set that aside right away. We all agree yeah. that this was like a weird 80s cartoon and they were like, oh, put the Ewoks in it. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the seed, like that was another thing that was like injected in there that if you think about it, they could have just escaped Yeah. from the Duolocks. They would have, you know, like, let's point. be honest, it could have just been yeah. done, you know, but at least there was a nod back to when the Duolocks originally were tricked by low gray soap remember they were like yeah. we've been tricked mm-hmm. and so they said it again you know we've been tricked so i don't see how they were tricked this time necessarily i guess no i mean i guess by the ewoks being there and dressing up as jindas yeah. but watching these episodes as we have like right on the heels of of the two ewok movies and then moving into these it seems mm-hmm. to me like that first ewok movie hit and people liked it, and they were like, oh, wow, I think we have something here. And it feels like they just rushed this series, like rush, rush, rushed. Yeah. And it's like they didn't quite know what they wanted, and every time they air an episode, they're like, no, that's not quite right. Let's try something different. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. It feels like they're responding to things they don't like and trying to fix it while <laughs> actively in production. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what I think. Not the way like they go. show three or four episodes to a yeah. group of people and they're like, oh, no, that doesn't uh, yeah, work. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, okay, quick, quick, write four more episodes <laughs> that I are completely different. <laughs> like looking ahead, the second season, because there's 26 episodes total, the second mm-hmm. season is kind of a complete rebrand. It's a whole yes. new voice cast. The format's different. And I haven't seen the episodes, or at least not since I was a little kid. But I think it goes through a pretty big change. So I think we're really seeing growing pains here. But... There was nothing yeah. that I really enjoyed about this episode. I also wanted to say yes. I had never heard the intro music before, and I did not <laughs> care for it. <laughs> it's not fun at no, all. Not were fun. you sure you were watching the correct show? Yeah, like, I remember when I first heard it, I was like, whoa. Yeah. No. Hey. <laughs> Again, like, it, it also doesn't gel with what happened. Like, the tone of the episodes don't match that theme song. Yeah, they don't. So They're, yeah. they're very... E- the It's very eerie. Yeah, I would yeah. say like it's got like I, a creepiness to it. Yeah, and it's something I remember as a kid. I remember when we were talking about going into the show, and Nick asked me like, "Did, did I ever see it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I saw like a couple episodes, but I just remember the theme song being really weird." And when I heard it again, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like that's why it's put weird right because back. it is yeah, very right significantly weird. All right, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the traveling jindas for a minute here. So these are just like carnies Small around or Steve, I maybe it's just because you and I were talking about Star Trek last week, but mm-hmm. I got serious Harry Mud vibes from what's the main guy's name? Bondo. Bondo, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was Captain always a, yeah. Kirk. Like it really, <laughs> it seemed a lot like Harry Mud to me. 
Yeah. So I don't know oh, if that man. was in anybody's mind, but it's certainly like the way he was dressed, his shape, very Harry Mudd-esque. That's all I'm going to say. I was that. thinking of what's his name from Babes in Toyland, that guy. Oh. Or, uh, he sounded to me like the guy from Mary Poppins who floats around on the ceiling. That's him. That's the guy. Oh, Ed That's Wynn. the same actor. Yeah. He's okay. in Babes in Toyland, I think. I think. Is it not okay. him? No, no, no. The oh, Scarecrow's sounds, not him. It sounds exactly it's, like him. So It sounds exactly like him. Yeah, and that's exactly what came into my mind, too. They're like, oh, we're the traveling jimbos. You know, and just, let's like, everything was about tips, right? I thought that was like the tips come in any form. No, I'm like, no sure tips Ed tonight. Wynn was dead by then, but uh, but no, it's not him. But I definitely, I yeah, definitely okay. Get what you're, I get what you're saying about that. Just such a weird plot. Just such, I such know. a weird plot. And I feel like cut the Dulocks out of this episode. Yeah, and just cut make it, it out. Yeah, thank you, Kendra. Thank you for the full house reference. Yeah, and just make it about make an extra scene or two where they're tracking the Jindas. Yeah, you know, and make it more difficult. Where all of a sudden it was just like they caught up. Yeah, you know, and and, and it was like it was a few nights. Or yeah, so. I guess I thought it was going to be like the Jindas never. They make a big point about how like they never return, they never come back. So like Latara is just going to be kind of stuck in this thing forever. And like, yes, have the Ewoks trailing around mm-hmm. Endor to try to find her. There doesn't have to be like a villain necessarily. It could just sort of be situational. Yeah. But I don't know. I just it was really. I felt like the plot. I mean, it seems silly to say that it was convoluted because it's such like a basic thing, but it is kind of convoluted. She's like, yeah. she's trapped with these performers. The Dulocks also need a babysitter. And so they're going to follow the performers to try to get the one Ewok that's with the performers. Let's pick and a different then, Ewok at that point. I know. <laughs> you need any Ewok. Right. I know they're so hellbent on getting like, oh, let's leave the entire village full of Ewoks and go get this one that is literally like 15 feet up in the air inside yeah. that hut. Like, that's the one. Jeez. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was not feeling the do. I never really liked the Dulocks, but in this one in particular, it also Rampage of the Flogs, which was a couple episodes back. That was also about the Dulocks having to babysit a big baby flog. Yeah. So like we've already done this babysitting plot, and like yep. I don't know why if you're writing an Ewoks cartoon, you're like, you know, what we should do multiple plots about babysitting. <laughs> Maybe the writer was having trouble finding a babysitter. Of trying to connect their own. with their audience a little too weirdly. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, right? Parents, yeah, babysitters. You know Am what I I'm right? talking about? Yeah, right. Like, and they start doing stuff no. like, "Yes, and finish your vegetables, or else <laughs> yeah. you'll meet your doom." You the know, Star Wars <laughs> holiday special is also kind of about Chewbacca's kid needing somebody. Oh to look yeah. After him, oh so. yeah. That- that weird know. thing. Yeah. It's a monster. It really is. <laughs> it totally it's is. a monster. That thing. It's an ugly kid. <laughs> uh, guys, I didn't like this episode. There's no way around it. I <laughs> I don't yeah. really even think I have a All right, how about this? Let's go with our Ichiwawa moment. Okay. So Kendra, you're new to the pod. This is where we pick our part that was like, yeah, that was cool. Or I liked that. <laughs> Ichiwawa. Do you have it one? Was- it was difficult it was difficult um the part i guess i had to go with the part where the dulocks are on to them and then they're running away and they're kind of like taking down dulocks the guy like shoots oranges out of the megaphone (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that was funny okay so that that's the part i'm going with all right respect (laughs) 
Okay. There were also a lot of really cute, like, animal creatures in this episode. I li- I was a fan of the sleeping goat tree goats. Okay. Yeah, the blase. Um, I liked the, like, fox <laughs> weasel things that were in the show. Yeah. And there was another, like, little bat thing at one point. So, yeah, I'm always okay. down for cute, cute animals. Okay. Steve, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, I had that that bat, those little like those mice bat things, or like the mm-hmm. flying squirrel thing. Yeah, I had it written down as like squirrels, birds, and mice creatures, and I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna write woodland creatures. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, I think for me, my Ichiwawa moment was the was the awkward foreshadowing of the they'll beg me to play later, and I thought that is that like that line. I was like, Layered. that line was so extra. It's like hilarious. no one talks like that. I thought that was probably the only cool aspect of the episode that they did have something you like that later, come around right? full circle. Okay, right? That was it. All right, that, that was it. <laughs> What about you, Nick? Mine was was the little creatures. I don't know which one they were, but they were like little brown sort of foxes with like giant black eyes. Were those the same ones that 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 performed? Yeah, I think they were. That was okay. Yeah, Yeah, they do have black eyes. Yeah. I was going to describe those as like weasel foxes, but I just stuck with ferrets. Ferrets. But yeah, they were. They're totally like... Like yeah. weasel ferrets with fox heads. I like them. So, I like those yeah. guys. I'd watch a show about them. Uh, what about <laughs> and this? This one was easier. But uh, what's our Oak of Arc moment, Kendra? Uh, where does that come from, Oak of Arc? Did that's they say that? Like, that's their, that's their like negative. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said yub nub in this one. That's true. So. Usually, if they want to like drop an f bomb, they'll be like Oak of Arc. You know. <laughs> I think. Um, for me, for me, it was any scene with the wife Dulock. Her voice was just like nails on a chalkboard. Oh yeah, she is terrible. Nails yeah. on a chalkboard. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that, that unpleasant. Lines up with mine pretty well. Really, any scene with the Dulocks. The Dulock babysitting. <laughs> as soon as it, as soon as she was like, "I need a babysitter," I was like, mm, "Like a bark." Uh, don't. <laughs> I, don't I already don't like where this episode like is going. I don't like it. So early on. Early on. What about you, Steve? That That's the same. The whole Duloc plot line was yeah. just noise that could have just been something completely different. I just, I don't get it. It confused me too when they're like, oh, let's go get Latara. Like they legit saw her yeah. with two Dulocs. Right. And then we're immediately, there's like four of them yeah. and two dopey Dulocs that could only <laughs> capture her. They're like, let's wait till she gets back where all the Dulocs yes. are and then try to get her. So that's a good Oak of Arc moment. Yeah. Like, let's not get them now where they're separated from everyone. Right. Let's wait till they're deep. Yeah. So I, 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 when I watched that, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, obviously they're like. 20 miles right. from home. Yeah, they really... You think there's going to be more Dulocs? I don't so... know. They're, uh, yeah, yeah, that a, lot was, of, yeah. a lot of bad decisions were made here in this episode. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I, I, I don't honestly know what a moral here is. I don't know. I, 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 so I, it, it's in here. It's glamorous to be a star. It's glamorous being a star, but it also takes hard work. And that's in a Latara. <laughs> so Latara, right after, or I think it's Latara goes, mm, that's my lesson learned. And I was like, that's they the lesson. It. They just said it, <laughs> it takes out. hard work. 
I mean, I, come on. At the beginning of the movie <laughs> or the episode, she's scrubbing, right? Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to scrub. I just want to play my flute. Yeah. And then she gets to the Jinda, you know, caravan and she has to clean their clothes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, oh, this is not what, you know, I signed up for. Right. And then yeah. she's told that she's going to mm-hmm. perform. And it's actually not playing her flute. It's helping out. Right. So she's forgetting that she needs to work her way up in the in the Jinda wow. ranks, I so guess. You really, you, know? you really took this as a cautionary tale that, that it's, yeah. it's rough in Hollywood, you know? <laughs> this is showbiz. I, hey, so. I, uh, <laughs> I had written down, like, the grass is not always greener oh. on the other side. Ooh. That's what I went with. Ooh. I like so, that, Kendra. That is, yeah. that is a lesson learned. Because nobody was happy in this episode. No. <laughs> Not at all. It was a little bit, She. it did seem a little bit like a Cinderella situation. Like, unfair labor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seemed it like they were working her a little hard. <laughs> and, and he was so weird. The dude was so weird about it, too. He was like, ooh, ooh, ooh but work is fun. And this is like, it's obviously not. Like, yeah, like, she's she, was like, it, she was like hugging him at the end. Like, he's my yeah. best friend. And he made me do all the laundry. <laughs> it's like, that is the fastest Stockholm case syndrome. of Stockholm syndrome I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh man, she gets back. And next episode, we're probably going to see her scrubbing the floor, like yep. whistling, singing. You know, yep. it's like yeah. she, she loves it. Yeah. <laughs> she's totally she's brainwashed. Fine. That was the, <laughs> that was the best part for her. Was all the uh, <laughs> the force cleaning. Wow. Okay. So, so how many yub nubs, Nick? Would you give this episode? I, I mean, none. I I didn't like it. I feel oh like, man. I mean, no, I didn't really. I didn't really enjoy any of it. I don't know. I know that's not even a twofer any anywhere in there, like a less than a less than a two, like a one point something. Sure. I you know what? Sure. I'll give you I'll give you a one point. It was short, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I really because coming off of to save D, shouldn't we both kind of feel like that was the strongest episode? That was such a good episode. The and then this one just was like, yeah. So last episode, To Save Deej, was the first of the new writer and the first of what to me seems like a little mini retool. And it worked really yeah. well. So I was kind of like, okay, maybe we're heading in the right direction here. But this was just mm-hmm. such a weird curveball. So maybe it was just the juxtaposition of the two that makes me not like it as much as mm-hmm. I no, no, I mean, no, this one was this one was like a really poorly written filler. Yeah. And it's just like there are 12 episodes mm-hmm. in your 20-minute cartoon series. You don't have room for filler episodes. Yeah. I got to yeah, be honest, so. they got to all be something, you know? And that's what this was like. This was uh this was totally like a like a I don't know, like yeah, it was just a bad yeah, filler like, well, episode, we gotta, man. We gotta do something, so so use that traveling Jinda episode. I don't know. What about you, yeah. Kendra? How many yub nubs out of five would you give this one? Uh, I'll give it two. Okay. Uh, one just because I like Ewoks in general, sure. and one <laughs> uh, for the cute animals. Oh yeah, the cute animals. Yep, they You're get right. one. You're right. Okay. So well, I'll give it two. So you said this up front, Kendra, but uh, so this did not endear you to the Ewoks cartoon. No, okay. not really. <laughs> not a world in which you're going to be like, you And I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I, I've i always been a fan of Ewoks ever since I saw Return of the Jedi. So that that says something, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and I don't want to watch more. Yeah, and and I'm I'm curious. Did, did it feel like an an Ewok show? It like it? I, it felt like like an like Smurfs or something. Yeah. It just felt yeah. like it could have been any. It didn't have to be Endor. It could have been like any place. Yeah, when, with these uh, yeah. characters. When Bondo's like, we've been traveling all around Endor. Like it was almost weird for him to say Endor. I know. Like, that's like how oh not right, Star Wars we're on it. Endor. Seriously, <laughs> that's what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> he, at least he knows he's on Endor still. I guess so. yeah. <laughs> he's aware. He's not that lost. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'd give it a two. Also, that that's what I was thinking because I still need to. Kind even of. though this one was terrible, I still need to hold out hope that there is one even worse than this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. But I mean, that's... it still had it. it still, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, a two. Bad, uh, boy, Kendra, thanks for joining us. Sorry, this episode wasn't more yeah. fun. Hey, I'm still happy to be here. And when so. you're not here, Kendra, where else can the nice people find you? Oh, lots of places. I'm Miss Musebox 91 online, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and a Etsy page, Miss Musebox Crafts. And I also host a little podcast with Nick that we've mentioned before, 902, and here we go. Yes, so oh, we yeah, always have fun over there. We sure do. We sure do. <laughs> okay. Well, that's where you can find me and Kendra. If you didn't listen to our Sharknado episode, you can find that over in the uh, 9021 Here We Go feed. Steve, Kendra, and I suffered through the Sharknado film, which was much longer than this, but maybe more fun. <laughs> I think this? you and I suffered more than Steve. I think he genuinely oh, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> oh, okay. such a joy to watch. Okay. Like, oh, you're not going <laughs> to twist my arm to make me watch that wow. again. That was great. I love that movie. <laughs> God bless. Okay. All right. Well, you can join us next time here on This Endorian Life as we get into Season 1, Episode 6, The Tree oh. of Light. Yes, Kendra, yes. I forgot my other podcast. Oh, hit it. Oh, yeah, what is it? Us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 90s music got me like that i host with my husband eric that's right where uh sorry when i usually give my spiel i'm on one of the episodes yeah. so i don't normally have to talk but about both. Are, um <laughs> uh, but each week we talk about a different 90s song so head over there and uh listen to that okay all right there you all go right. we'll be back again next time with tree of light kendra thanks again steve always good to see you so long everybody. yeah thanks guys thanks kendra this Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter, at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Yub-nub. Yub-nub. <laughs> so oh, glad. you. <laughs>